Leather versus Law by William Theodore Parks. Read for LibriVox.org by Linda Marie Nielsen, Vancouver, B.C. An instance of calculating foresight and prudence is illustrated in the following verses. If men would rely on the mutual study of a spirit of equity and enter more confidentially into the claims of each, what beautiful pictures of repentant resignation to a just castigation would be afforded by certain of those who misunderstand the rights of property. An excellent lesson of this kind is taught by the experience of the first tramp. He parted from the farmer with comprehensive impressions of the farmer's energy, an application to business, a fact which he took the earliest opportunity of advertising in the nearest hospital. Throw the second case also runs a beautiful lesson. To the farmer it may not have happened so well as to the tramp, but the record serves to show that an action at law should only result as a mutual alternative agreeable to both parties. Therefore, the air of the law courts would be considerably purified of the stuffiness that oppresses the impetuous litigant. Said one tramp to the second tramp, the dark is coming on the sun. Do you prowl into this air barn, and I'll dodge on to yonder one. I, alas, like to sleep alone. Besides, you see, it runs em tight. The farmers, when a pair of tramps, turns up, so Bill, I'll say good night. Turns up, so Bill, I'll say good night. The chancellor did early trump a tonic note upon his pipe and woke the husbandman to view how thick and tall his crops and ripe and in his barn he found a tramp ho trespasser what shall i do he cried shall i vict by law or take the law myself on you well varmer well varmer i have had with cranks of legal jaw too much said he so with your leave i'd rather you would take the law yourself on me huh that's exactly to my form he gripped him by the neck here goes whoo now take this and that and this with that he gave him all his toes he kicked him through the barn door he rolled him in the grunty sty and up and down and round the yard and then he bunged him in the eye. He, he ducked him in the horse's pond. He slung him right across a load of dung. He kicked him through the gate and wiped him up and down the road. He kicked him black. He kicked him blue. He kicked him green and red and white. He kicked him till he could not kick, for then the tramp was out of sight. That tramp did never more appear. Around that neighborhood he passed, away just like a whiff of smoke that scuds before the autumn blast. A second husbandman that morn was quick astir, he fancied he 
did hear a wailing in his barn a moan as of the wild banshee he thought to catch the female sprite for truth he was a fested scamp he got a sort of snub when he discovered but a snoring tramp the sleep was deep for with his foot he had to supplement the blow or box he gave him on his ear and shouted in that ear hello you'll pardon me my friend but ere i thought this barn belonged to me now shall i cluck you out myself or seek injunct from chancery the startled tramp did rub his nose and stared that farmer in the eye then stretched himself and spoke as he would fain enjoy a longer lie well boss i've been so often chucked that it would be relief to stay and in the court of chancery arrange it in a friendly way they took the case to chancery and argued it from every point but in the end they always found the arguments were out of joint the prosecuting counsel cranked the cogs of all the tramp's defence and also in his turn was spanked and thus they cribbed the farmer's pence they argued it on every side with judge's whim and lawyer's yarn but still the tramp remains at home his home is in the farmer's barn the case has not been ended yet it crops up now and often then you cannot tell when it may crop it might crop up next week again but when the tramp will have to go i cannot tell it nor can he the farmer cannot nor can they the lawyers of the chancery thus though we may not take the law into our hands it's often met to serve extraperance writ by sharp eviction from the feet end of poem this recording is in the public domain